Hi horses, just a quick message before we get into today's episode. We'd really appreciate you leaving a review wherever you listen. And we also have a link in our show notes if you want to send in a question. All right, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Wild Horseman Podcast, where we trawl the depths of the streaming services for movies with the most epic deaths. I'm Tom. I'm Witty. And I'm Ollie, and today we head to 300 years in the past and join the Comanche Nation as they fight against one of the first highly evolved predators to ever land on Earth. It knows how to hunt. I know how to survive. All right, so we've just finished Prey on Disney+. Plus. Horseman, give us a plot summary. Mate, it's pretty much a uh, throwback to every Predator movie ever made. You've got a Predator and you've got a bunch of people who are in his way as he marauds across the countryside. In, in this case, it's um, the late 1700s, middle northern United States amongst a bunch of Comanche people. Um, effectively, we've got Naru, the young protagonist. Uh, she's part of a, a group of Comanche living on the plains and um, trying to live up to her brother, trying to prove herself and she gets caught up in the web of, you know, the the natural perils of where she lives, you know, the wild animals and the, you know, the Europeans who are steaming about the joint and one big dirty angry predator who's been dropped off and he obviously is there to prove himself so he pulls no punches. Great, good movie, good movie. Yeah, I think it does, does pretty good justice to the, um, the, the whole pr- uh, predator Chronicle, I guess you'd call it, as a bit of a prequel to Predator, the, the 84 movie, and then all the subsequent Predator movies after that. Oh, absolutely. Look, it it doesn't let the franchise down. They've done a lot with this franchise. We've seen crossovers with crossovers with um, Alien. We've seen Predator, Predator 2, which came out quite close together. We've seen Predators. We've seen people on different worlds. All sorts of things have been thrown at it. To go away from modern technology in the hands of um, the humans is really cool. And to use a really different dynamic like the hunting and, you know, the lifestyle of how Comanche people would have fought against European people, they've got to use it against this fucking real ultra apex predator in the predator itself is really awesome as well. Um, look, I don't know where they go from here, but this movie was thoroughly enjoyable. It's definitely um, a different take on the awesome franchise that we all love. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what you, the point you make is, is perfect in that it's, it's unique. Like every Predator movie since Predator has had evolving technology, especially on the human side of things. And and then obviously when the aliens are involved and stuff, it's basically just like starship kind of shit. But this goes right back. It goes back to the Predator has slightly more primitive weapons. Obviously, the Comanches have primitive weapons and the French who are there as well, the, the Buffalo Killers, um, the Western Frontier kind of people have very primitive firearms, which are virtually useless. So it kind of... It's more of a battle of wits than it is a battle of technology, and it kind of makes it a bit more interesting. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great as a, a what if movie, thinking about what if the predator did show up all these hundreds of years back. I mean, like, oh, fuck the poor people; they they've got no hope. But obviously, we see them against the, the Comanche, a very you know prominent and and, and famous uh, warrior nation of, of Native American Indians, um, and they have to prove their stripes by you know, uh, hunting and killing apex predators who are in fact hunting them. So, um, yeah, a bit of a shock surprise. Don't, don't expect this one. But um, it just fits well. 
you know, as a as sort of a prequel to the gnarliness that has come uh, earlier. I actually 100% agree with what Woody's saying because part of the movie is that she's out there to, I won't try and say the phrase they use, but it's obviously a proving, proving ground, testing ground thing. And like Woody's saying is they go out and hunt gnarly apex predators, one of which was a mountain lion. Um, she probably embodies the whole spirit of her tribe that she's not going to back down from the predator despite witnessing him fucking up some pretty gnarly things you know she 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 respects him from the outset like and she's afraid but she's not too afraid to be like i'm just going to piss bolt back to my camp you know she's ready to throw down which i really like well i think once she was suspicious early when they're looking for the mountain lion that there was something else out there and i think it's a combination of fear but also that the realization if that they don't stop the predator it will just keep killing everything that stands in its way, anyone that poses any kind of threat to it. And they make the point throughout the movie that if you're not a threat to it, then it doesn't kill you. We discussed it while we are watching it and you said like what happens when – like, could you just surrender to the predator? And we were sort of debating it and it kind of looks like you can just surrender to the predator and it'll let you go. But if it thinks you're a threat in any way, it just absolutely goes. It has no mercy on you at all. It's also good that, you know – this could be very well be the first time that Predator comes to planet Earth. And obviously the early stage is very much setting the, the scene and providing context and laying the foundations. But like without actually seeing it, you know, it's the Predator going around and exploring and finding um, Predators on planet Earth from very small to it gets bigger and um, really going, well, you know, where am I? And what, 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 what is good game out here? And um, I, mean, I think we kick it off with like a rattlesnake, um, which apparently uh, was able to see the predator because of because snakes have um, thermo sensors. Ah. So that's why it turned. And because you, you're thinking like, how can rattlesnakes see the invisible? Did I just say the Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about what you're saying with the snake because that part of the movie where he's like got the mouse then turns around to square down and the Jedi-like reflexes of the... I will say, for a big man thing, whatever the fuck he identifies as, he gets down to about a foot off the ground with those blades in the blink of an eye. It's a cool kill. But um, I think you're right. The snake, I think, obviously certainly knows the Predator's there. And fair play to that snake, it throws down. It's like, I'll, I'll rattle. I'll fucking go, you mate. I'll have a go. So we'll talk... Whether you said the Comanche have to prove themselves by killing an apex predator. In the in previous predator movies it's established that the predators have to prove themselves by killing a certain amount of predators on like of apex predators on different planets isn't it like isn't there one movie where they 100 they're there to kill or something yeah avp the, the 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 backstory to the crossovers we don't want to get too far into them we may do them on the podcast but the avp background is that the a couple of predators get dropped off in the alien home predator uh home predator home planet and have to kill as many as they can and are armed with the the classical wristwatch bomb thing that the predators have when they're overwhelmed. So when they get overwhelmed, they can blow it up and stop the aliens escaping the home planet, getting on their ship, etc. But it's 100% proving ground stuff. Like you're supposed to, he collects trophies to go back and show I've, I'm certified now. You know what I mean? So I'm assuming, like Witty said, he's surveying the land because he goes, well, I've killed a snake. I've seen a wolf, killed it. Then he throws down with a fucking grizzly bear. We'll get into that. But I think the more skulls he collects, the more he can prove because someone else might come back in 50 years and go, oh, actually, all this guy did was attack frogs. He killed the frogs and brought him the tiny skeletons. Yeah. Yeah, He's not a man. 
Not a man. So when you say it's, it's the Predator's first time, it's that Predator in particular. That first Predator time. is getting dropped off because to prove himself. Th- oh. There's some suggestion that he's part of the folklore of the Comanche people in their in that tribe because um, Naru, the main character, says that she saw. That there's a lot of um, indigenous language scattered throughout the movie, so we're not going to try and butcher it. But she she says she saw something in the sky, and then she uses a word that someone refers to as a childhood sort of. Scary tale or something? Yeah, she does. I can't remember what it was. She says that she sees the thunderbird in the sky, which is a sign, uh, which is obviously the ship landing, electric light, uh, red lightning and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, there was there was a, a terminology thrown in there and um, she was ridiculed for it. Mm. So can't for the long... I'd say he's, he has ancestors who have been there before yeah. um, and hence... The collection of the trophies and stuff is someone probably does know, hey, look, there's some pretty fucking big things down there that you're going to find. So if you don't come back with something, you know, we're going to fuck you up. Um, you look at the movie Predator 2, when he, spoiler alert here, people, this came out in 1990, I'm going to say. But um, when Danny Glover succeeds in killing the Predator, the other Predators pick him up in the ship and they give Danny Glover a weapon from the era of this movie, which is quite cool. Um, and basically go like nod of the head, no language spoken, obviously. And then Danny Glover has to piss bolt because they just start taking off with him on the ship. They don't actually kick him off and then he runs away. So it's definitely that Predator's time. But yeah, I mean, he's it's just a different landscape. He hasn't got necessarily machine guns pointed at him, but he does have a fucking grizzly bear. He does have the wilds. He has no idea, I'd say, where he is, and he has two groups of different people to deal with as well, which is is a cool dynamic. Like big numbers is cool in the Predator franchise. Like you haven't, I haven't really seen that before, especially with the big camp of French people. Yeah, I, we'll talk about the the one massacre that takes place. Well, there's actually there's two, but one of them, one true massacre, and it's really good. <laughs> it's a but pretty good one. <laughs> on your point about the the weapon in Predator Two, I believe that Woody has a fun fact that relates to that weapon. We might as well get to that one while we're sort of talking about the chronology of the Predator movies. Yeah, I think on the ship there's a flintlock pistol that is the one from Prey. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as I saw that flintlock that the French guy is holding out to her, boom, boom, I saw that. But that's a cool throwback. Uh, the only thing that doesn't make sense is I'm assuming that means the idea of other Predators being on the ship means they probably came down and gagged it. Well, there is a post-credit scene that we ha- we can't find. It wasn't I mean we watched it on Disney the platform that released it, um, and apparently a ship lands on Earth at the end. So maybe they pick it up then. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if there's another uh, another pre- like um, installment of the Predator that happens between this pre- this one which was seventeen nineteen. Yep, and nineteen eighty four. Oh, one hundred percent. The director of this one. Has said that he would like to do another. So and so he should. And we'll look, people. We'll get into deaths in a second. But I just want to say another thing. It's so awesome about the Predator franchise is like their warrior culture. Like respects your ability to bring them down. So it's only really been like what he said. We couldn't find the post scene. We did have a look, people. We couldn't see it. If you have seen it, that's awesome. You can let always chuck us a comment. Yeah, let, let us know what you thought. Definitely, we'd love to see it. Um, but the going back to Predator Two. Uh, and the way that they conduct themselves is like, fair enough, you kill one of us. We're not going to kill you out of spot, even though they easily could. It's just like, respect, but we'll see you again. You know what I mean? And Danny Glover's character in Predator 2 says that. He's like, I'll see you again. Because they they come back every so often. You know what I mean? It's fucking sick. I love this shit. Yeah, I mean, all, I mean, 
Predator, they talk about how on the really hot in the really hot summers or whatever, there's something comes to the forest or whatever. And mm. They make reference to this recurring thing that happens. The Comanche will talk about the Thunderbird in the sky, um, that and and how it's a fairy tale. But obviously, it's in their folklore and it comes back, or a predator comes back and wreaks havoc every couple of generations or so. Yeah, he's so like become like a boogeyman in, yeah, in folk exactly. culture. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then she and gets, so he, they, she, and, he should be. Yeah, <laughs> God, yeah. And then Naru gets the chance to take him on, and then. Um, I mean, we kind of touched on it, but really, she's out to pr- like she's out to prove herself by killing an apex predator, and it's meant to be a mountain lion that's taken someone from their tribe, and that doesn't w- quite work out for her. So she sort of goes off on her own uh, adventure to try and find some find the what she doesn't know is a predator at the time, but whatever the apex predator out. It's, it's going to get really confusing if we keep saying predator and apex predator because we're talking about two different things, but. She goes out looking for whatever it is that is leaving these footmarks around um, and runs into the predator. Old long hair. <laughs> yeah, how good is the predator actually? <laughs> yeah, really good. What I, what I like is that uh, I think they've changed the predator from e- each movie to movie. There's a different one each time. I can't be sure about from one to two. They're pretty much the same. They're pretty similar, but I 100% agree with what you're saying. They have... Change, like they're not all the same and there is like little bitch predators out there no offense to anyone but there is like little ones that they use as bait in the movie predators yep let me ask you this how many how many installments have there been not including alien movies so taking out the two avps correct It'd be a fifth ba, one, ma, 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 ma. <laughs> let me just ask all of these questions because i know that you look it up. I, I, I looked it up I just, <laughs> did you look it up no i didn't even hear what you said um Predator, predator too. Predators. The predator. Prey. Five? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> See, Tom's always I right. just named them all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think know, I named them all in order. I don't know from one to well, yeah, give away, one from one to two, don't know, but in th- th- technically three, when they're on the planet, you see like three different types. And then the one before prey, where it's now back on Earth, which is that what? the Predator? The Predator. Yeah, oh, yeah. It gets confusing. Which didn't um, go down very well, right? Didn't go down so well. Not but so well, not so well. In that one, they had that giant freak mutated one that was like 10 foot tall. And then this one is like apparently titled The Feral Predator. Like they got different names. Mm. So well, I thought it was great. Great costume. Looked yeah. really cool. And you got a real good look at um, like the Predator's face and like basically how it all works. Because I mean, in Predator, it wears a proper helmet. The whole, most of the time, bar, bar towards the very end. But in this case, it's just wearing that little skull, sort of skull cap kind of helmet. And like, and it, it's different to the other ones because this is 300 years in the past. And we don't know what time timeline predators evolve on, but they've got different technology and different stuff. So it's, it's, it's a different predator. Yeah. Well, I wondered if maybe they equipped him relevant. This is obviously means that they would have a fair bit of knowledge about what's going on on planet Earth at the time because the spaceship... And the ability to camouflage like that is millennia ahead of like where we are in 2022. But then he's got the bolts instead of his laser cannon. He's got his double wrist blades, which are an old school style of weapon. And he's got a lot of throwing weapons that he likes. He hasn't got his double extendable spear. He's got a different type of like belting club thing that he has. And he's got a spear that he can separate into two pieces. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had some pretty cool... Pretty cool weapons. Yeah. Yeah. But in fact, you even take away the shoulder cannon, he still has laser sighting for his bolts, which follow a trajectory where the laser's pointed, which is fucking sick. So I think he is still very, very advanced. Um, but 
original Predator and what we've come to see is mainly the tracking device with a plasma cannon. I mean, which is so advanced that you'd never survive meeting that guy. But this guy kind of... It's semi-level the playing field except he's just a badass anyway. Yeah, I mean, they had, if, they, if he'd gone in there with all the technology he had from the other ones, it, like, I mean, Arnie was lucky to get out of Brazil when he... <laughs> nuked, when he nuked the predator, but how, where how, the fuck he was? How the Comanche's going to go when they're using axes and spears? Like they're getting no chance against the plasma cannon. So, hundred oh, percent, they had to find a way of of making it at least like plausible, if not believable, because it was pretty unbelievable in the end. But they did a good job of that. Like the weapons are still cool, but they're not so far out of the realm of what the Comanche are using that, like, it, they'd have no chance. Yeah, mm. I think one of the things that I liked about it. And uh, sort of leads us into our our first encounter, like fight scene with him, um, is the hand to hand combat this time round. He's literally he's willing to throw down, and um, like well choreographed. Like the the guy that actually plays the predator uh, did months of training in martial arts and and strengthened his neck to put the costume on. But he did all his own stunts. So oh, so it's an actual fucking guy. It's a guy. I thought yeah. it was fucking CGI mostly. No, it's a, all the animals. I think were CGI. Just about. That's except sick. Except the predator. Uh, except the predator. If he's got really got calves that big, fuck me. Yeah. Oh, he's wearing a suit. <laughs> his, name, his name is Dan <laughs> Liliagro. He was a professional basketball player, played in Europe, really good basketball. He's six foot nine, so he's still a unit. Machine. Like, um, yeah, he he basically did a lot of training and um, all the uh, stunts, you know, the, the fight scenes, which he moved really well. It was all him. Fuck, that's sick. Yeah. I mean... It, because that's very, very highly. I mean, it's highly choreographed, but it's highly skillful. Like the shit that they're doing, especially when he's fighting um old mate Naru's brother at the end. That's badass. Mm. Yeah, mm. but we we really get a sense of how big and strong the predator is when he first comes up against. Like, so he's, he takes out a snake and a wolf as he sort of works his way up the food chain, and then Naru is has an well, encounter with a grizzly. This is probably cool one that you say that. I wanted to get onto this one, and Witty, I'm sure, has the numbers. Can we get onto the death? count because i think i've got it i think i've got it and i don't want to fucking forget do you have those numbers witty i do all right i'm gonna quickly ask would you include the animals as well because he does properly have to fight the bear i mean you could you're only adding sort of three if you add the animals on all right well without the animals he literally eliminates the entire french camp which we let's be honest it's hard to tell how many guys are there i'm gonna say there's like it starts off with like eight dudes, but there's clearly at least 20 because they, there's quite a few of them fighting him. So I'm going to round that off as 20. He kills, spoiler alert people, but you know, fucking, every, you're supposed to watch this shit before we do the episodes. Um, he kills um, the brother. He kills at least four other Comanche. So that's five Comanche, 20 French. I'll go with, I'll go with 25. Yeah, that seems about right. Oh, oh right. and the predator dies. Twenty six. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll go with just to make keep things interesting. I'll say thirty, but I think it's about it's around about there. Twenty twenty three. Oh, so close every time. <laughs> uh, I was gonna. I was actually <laughs> when we got to this part, I was gonna have a play a little game with you guys to see if you could tell me which predator movie has the most deaths. Oh, oh that's a great question. Can we have a few minutes to think subconsciously? Absolutely not. Oh. Okay. I mean. No, it's oh, definitely I'm going to say this movie then. It's definitely not Predator because Predator's only there's only what, like twelve deaths or something. Oh no, because that, that whole camp gets am a, I right, obliterated Frenchy? in Predator. 
Um, I haven't seen Predators. Oh, Predators that's a good point. That's a good point. The Predators. So, oh, I, actually, should, 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 should we leave it to the end? Would you like to do it at the end? Because I've got Tom's all, at a bit of a disadvantage. He hasn't seen one of the movies. Three of the movies. I've three got of the them. Kill count for every Predator, and I've got them ranked. So all right, maybe, I'm, I'm just going to go because I've only seen two of them. I'm going to go with uh, Predator, Arnie, 1984. As number one. Yeah, I'm going Predator two. Predator one. Dumb. But, but. <laughs> Uh, That's cool, uh, man. Uh, yeah, so Predator, Predator 1, 76. <laughs> but look, well, I Arnold, Schwar- Arnold camp, Schwarzenegger. Right? Well, okay. that's from the, 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 camp. the camp. Yeah, yeah we, yeah, we got through that. Uh, number two, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, 75. The Predator. Holy shit. Two, 2018, 58. Uh, Predator 2 uh, from 1990, 45. Fuck. Alien vs. Predator, 04, 32. Prey coming at 23 and... Predators, where they land on the planet and they get hunted, there's only 16. Right. Fuck, so that's big numbers though. Just is, is any of those Predator movies on the Predators' home planet? Yes. W- which one? Predators. Oh, okay. And that was the one that, when, when did that one come out? That was the one, two. two 2010 ago. with Adrian Brody. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that was on the, because I was going to say, is there, is there, has there been a movie on the Predators' home planet? But I mean, apparently that movie sucks. So that actually probably has. Without sidetracking too much, folks, we'll get back into Prey. Um, that probably that movie has the gnarliest death, I would say, out of out of all movies. Okay, okay. Uh, there is actually a pretty badass one. But maybe we'll touch on that if we do that movie. Um, I can't actually remember it off the top of my head, though. I think I know what it is. What happens to Walton Goggins is actually an awesome actor. Oh, yeah. He's the, uh, <laughs> the inmate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, I'm picturing it now, yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. Anyway. So picture what happens to to good old Billy in Predator 1, but you get to see it happen All right. in real time. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, have go have look, I'll have to go and have a look at the, the other Predator movies. Um, but back on Prey, so Predator's killed a snake and a wolf, and then he's, um, he's kind of tracking Naru at this point. Uh, although, is it clear why he's tracking her? No, not really. Well, he saw he well, yeah. He comes across her tracks, and then he comes across the the buffalo. So yeah, maybe maybe, maybe the dog, the dog's with her. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. he does pick up the cigar as well. Yeah, um, and maybe just thinks, well, who, what killed these? Um, there is a gunshot wound or bullet entry wound to the head of the main buffalo that Naru stops and looks at. Um, she doesn't sort of touch it or anything, but you you do see it. Maybe he's noticed that and thought, well, that was caught. It's an unnatural death. That's a so good he's point. probably looking for something that's killed something. He's he's seen like like thirty dead buffalo and thinking oh, something something big has done this. And she left the, I don't know the, oh the leaf on the the buffalo, leaf yeah. on the buffalo. Yeah, and picked up on her scent. So yeah, and then, and then she tries. She for some reason decides to fight a bear <laughs> that was not that was not going to do her any harm I don't think except it did get her sent so maybe she felt there was no choice um, and she's hiding in a beaver trap when the predator lands in the river and decides that he wants a piece of grizzly for lunch And then he holds a one-ton grizzly above his head, like yes. an overhead press, and lets it bleed <laughs> on him. That, what a way to make like a, a first intro 
like to um to Naru. And look, I was going to ask, how does he actually kill it? Does he does he one punch? Yeah, I think he one punches it. One punch. Yeah, I mean, Mike, like, Mike Tyson style. The bear does damage to him as well because at one point it like has him underwater and is like him. biting and stomping on him. And, and it goes to walk away and he gets up and he wants a piece a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to go down not knowing if he had a chance. And then, and then he just, yeah, Mike Tyson's it. Yeah. Um, I think he KOs it and then maybe like he cuts it because it's bleeding. Yeah, when he holds it up. I think he lacerates his, his belly yeah. or something yeah. when he holds it he up. He loves yeah. that. He loves the, uh, the gut laceration. He does. Big fan. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No. We've got jagged slicing weapons like his. And also his main goal is to rip your spine out. Yeah, that's his trophy hunting mechanism. You know what I mean. Yeah. So we don't see him do that to the bear, but he does it to the wolf and the snake. Yeah, and one of the blokes. Yeah, um, yeah. can't remember which poor fucker that is, but we'll get into that as well. That's an awesome scene, though. It's just enough to make Naru go, "What the fuck?" Um, and it's a good distraction. Like the predator in real life, he's just thrown down with a ton grizzly bear. He probably wouldn't attack you anyway, unless you were literally trying to kill him, because he's just like, "That's a big win." Like he could probably leave the planet happy. <laughs> I would, yeah. yeah. And that's me. I think that's the first time you really get a like a, a sense of the shape of the predator as well, because the blood like flows over his head and down his shoulders and stuff, and he's sort of huge. Oh mate, and massive. also he's the most chiselled predator. I have to give it to the makeup artist, mate. This guy's got like a sixteen pack going on. <laughs> yeah. I've never you could grate cheese on those abs. Like he's fucking in shape. I'll tell you what. He's like yeah, seems much much taller, leaner, maybe yeah, quicker. He's super fast. Maybe he. Played in the NBA. <laughs> maybe played, played professional basketball <laughs> in Europe. But I, th- I think that's a great point. It, it, it ramps up from there. They've uh, set the scene. They've you know laid the, the foundations of the movie. Grizzly Bear, epic intro. And then as Naru's fleeing, heading back to her tribe, um, a couple of the, the younger warriors, friends of her brother, show up to sort of grab her and take her home. And this is where we see our first proper... You know, human predator uh, combat, and uh, this is just nuts. Mm, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what—that's uh, the first time you really get a sense of just how big and fast he is compared to the humans. How much of, a, of an advantage is that because he, he can be invisible, and he's got his little flying bolt things, and then. <laughs> Just the array of weapons he has as well. When he's like, you know, he's he swings his big mace club thing, and then he just splits it into make it into a spear. Um, he's obviously shot one guy already with three of his little arrows, and he pulls them out. Like he's and he's just so big, and mm. and he flings one guy across the log like he's nothing. Like he's he's a monster. Oh, he's an absolute beast. I mean, look, the guy like we said, you know, power cleans a fucking grizzly bear for lunch. So no wonder he's throwing a fucking 70, 80 kilo lean mean bloke. That far, that scene, that audio we just heard, folks. One of the lads there, who's a Comanche warrior, um, they've hidden Naru behind a log. Well, because they're the third, the first victim of him has been shot three times by these really cool arrows that are laser guided, uh, more bolts than arrows, I'd say, that are laser guided. They're like, what the fuck's out there? They're keeping her down. Um, when they engage him, the two of them throw down. Fair play, and he throws down back. He doesn't sort of like use a faraway weapon. He's fucking him up, but. <laughs> It's got to be up there. I won't go right into it yet, but one guy gets both legs severed, then stabbed into the log, and that's a cool fucking death because he makes him feel the pain before. Like, you know the predator knows how to kill you, and he's, I think sometimes he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking 
I'll slice and dice it, then I'll kill you. And sometimes it's just straight up, I'll murk you. So I reckon that was like a punishment for like, why are you trying to bite me? You're like, you're not on my level. I'll cut your fucking legs off, cunt. <laughs> I think I think what was great is that obviously there's that moment where you can hear the predator noises. Obviously, the Comanche warriors don't know what the hell it is. We do. And you're like, oh my God, these guys are so fucked. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, what are they going to do? Is he just going to like bolt them all in the head or... but uh, obviously, first one gets bolted in the head, um, and then they throw down. Like, and you're like, wow, the the warriors are actually at one point, you're like, hey, they're actually holding their own, and then he sort of takes it up another notch, and uh, yeah, no no mucking around, time to end it all. And like Ollie said, it's this insane maneuver where he sweeps this guy's <laughs> legs instead of sweeping them, he like <laughs> takes them clean off and sends him into the air sideways, and then pins him. Like straight to a, a massive log. Yeah, that's what, what does he do to the first guy though? He first, does something pretty gnarly to him too, he doesn't cuts, he? Cuts off his arm and then, oh. cuts, then cuts off his right arm and right his left arm. leg. Yeah, yeah that's fucking cool. Like, the guy's just in shock. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, starts screaming he, and just explodes he, his head. He does love taking people's limbs off because his next major encounter is with the the French who are. So we kind of it's, it's kind of like um, two things happening. It's kind of right at the the uh, intersection of the Western frontier of settlers, in this case, the French and the Indian or the Native American tribes who, are, who live on the, the land, the indigenous people. So they're kind of just crossing and just intersecting with each other and then the predators there as well. So it's kind of, it's kind of a cool way of doing it where like it's kind of this pivotal cultural moment and they, like they picked it as the time when the predator arrives and he doesn't really give a shit about anyone. He just wants anyone who's a threat to him. He just wants to massacre them, so he has no sides. It's just I just thought it was a cool sort of um, way of looking at that kind of thing. Oh, it's an awesome dynamic, and it gives him a plethora of opposition. It gives us a kind of stuff we want to see happen, and I think we definitely do see it happen to the French. Um, but the French either have an idea about the predator, or very very quickly realise we've got to catch him because they come up with a very elaborate scheme for him without giving the viewer any prior knowledge that they know what he is. I mean, well, not know what he is, but like if you had an encounter with this thing, the smart man, woman, child, fucking dung beetle runs away, right? You don't try and catch him, but they seem to have a sophisticated method of doing it and they almost pull it off, which is a cool scene leading to, what's your death or? Yeah, that's what, that's that's just an absolute massacre, that scene. It's it's great. I mean, I think, so they, they catch Nauru because she stands in a bear trap and... The predator, that's the first time the predator shows any mercy because he decides not to kill her then on the spot. And then the French arrive through the trees. They don't see him though, right? He's he's gone already. Yeah. But they find like some leaves or something with his blood on it because they show it to her later on. That's right. And yeah, try yeah. and like, what did you see? What is this? So they, they're aware that there's something that shouldn't be there is there. And then they come up with that extremely elaborate plan of tying Naru and her brother to a tree in the middle of this sort of burnt out forest and they're sitting up on a hill waiting for the, the whatever it is. They don't know what's coming to come. And the predator decides that he will come from behind <laughs> and just wreak absolute havoc on the French. It's a fantastic scene. I think, yeah, obviously including the French, like you said before, Tom, um, they've got uh, they've got guns. So, you know, to, I won't say levels the playing field, but um, throws in an extra element, you know, is this predator uh, quite, not quite advanced as the you know, ones in other movies? 
can it is it bulletproof? It's it doesn't have as much armor on its body's exposed, but what it what it lacks in armor, it certainly makes up for uh, with its oh, fighting abilities, bloody weapons. Um, does anyone want to try to explain how it sort of mows through everybody? Well, I mean, he's got he's got a really cool couple of things I've never seen in the Predators movie. One thing is his circular shield that is also you know razor sharp. So. He uses that to repel a lot of bullets. His face mask can obviously repel the lead ball bullets that would have been used at the time. Um, we say later on that they can pierce his flesh, no doubt, but they're not going to do much damage. I mean, the guy gets takes spears through the chest and fucking can't stab him in the legs and shit. He's a machine. But um, he just wades through these blokes. Um, one of the coolest deaths is, I'm sure you guys will agree, and we'll get more thoroughly into the deaths. There's a lot of them. After the leg chop off in the initial encounter with the Comanches, this is one of my favorites, is pinning that that French guy who kind of looks like he is submitting and I thought maybe he's going to let this guy go and then he just opens up his fan fucking shield and just severs his head and the tree and sort of goes like... like sort of like makes a noise like, I'm satisfied with that kill. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's something about it. Like You just literally think Mortal Kombat yeah, yeah. fatality. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? That, that's, pro- <laughs> that, that's probably my favorite death as well. Just because like... Like there's just a tiny element of humor, just enough so you like you kind of you're kind of a bit satisfied with the whole thing as well. You don't like the French because they killed all the buffalo and they're invading the land. You're like, oh, fuck, they're French. And then <laughs> the predator like just wreaks some like pain out, and then he just takes it. It's just a bit of a gratuitous. Uh, I don't know how you say that word. Gratuitous, gratuitous, gratuitous kill. You know, like he's he doesn't need to kill the guy with his sweet fan, fan shield, but he does, and he chops a tree down in the process. But yeah. I think what he's just so tough as well. Like, yes, his shield is strong enough to stop the bullets coming at, like getting him. But like you said, he wears a, um, a spear through the chest. He gets his foot sliced open, his leg sliced open. He takes one of those he gets bullets, a bullet through point, the head, point blank, the yeah. back of the like head. He's, like, he's he's tough. At, as like, I mean, built to last. In the end, the only thing that could kill him, and this is a bit of a spoiler. So if if you don't want to listen, you might as well switch off now. But the only thing that can kill him is his own technology. As is established in Predator. True. I mean, look, you can you can kill the Predator if you have the firepower, but where are you going to get it, especially in 1792? I mean, that is a cool death at the end. Um, we'll talk maybe a bit more about it uh, in a few minutes, but it does prove the point that he's fucking hard to kill. So it's better to use himself against himself um, than trying to throw down with even modern weapons. I mean... If you're a good enough shot to shoot this guy on the run, I mean, he can turn invisible. He can jump fucking 20 meters in the air. He can jump from a tree, land, and just clean you up. Like, he's got, in the other movies, a laser-sided fucking plasma gun. Like, it will shoot through everything. So, in this movie, she is forced to make a very smart decision, but huge, hugely um, lucky with a lot of shit that happens as well. Yeah, I mean, the, that, the final showdown with uh, Naru and her brother and the Predator is, is great. That's a great fight scene, and... and it's just a great display of choreography as well, like you said, Witty. Like it's just it's just awesome to watch. But then Naru versus the Predator is like it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, this guy that was overhead pressing Grizzly for fun, reps of five, like he was just going at it. <laughs> and then there's a five foot woman who has never successfully hunted anything as far as we can tell and she But there's no human alive that would beat him one on one. No, there's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like And there's moments when he had and she's her a particularly dead to small and lady. Somehow she managed to like escape. Yeah. Like he has a pinned on the ground with one hand and we saw what his blade his wrist shield can do. 
Like mm. you got to just finish it then and there. Mm. So, but um, I mean, in all these movies and every movie we've done, you just have to suspend the disbelief. Otherwise, it'd be a pretty boring movie if it's waded through and just massacred his people. Of course. I'll tell you what, I was going to ask this question. Um, so, look, to give everyone the storyline, once the French get massacred, basically, Naru and her brother uh, single out the predator and then go for round two. And her brother's a badass. He's the. Um, He's the the war chief in the in the tribe, um, and man, he comes out with some with some gnarly stuff. He manages to impale the predator like directly through the chest. So you think, man, he's got him. Um, he jumps off his horse, slides around, shoots arrows directly, hits the guy, <laughs> doing gnarly sick. shit. And you're just like, oh my god, man, this guy's <laughs> got him. So just when he's probably getting close to really like, finishing it off. The predator switches on his invisibility and and takes off. He cheats, man. He cheats. Yeah, he cheats. So I was gonna say, look, my actually, yeah, that is a bitch move. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. My my initial question was in. Uh, I mean, we could say the predator movies or just this one. If you remove invisibility, you know, do we level the playing field a bit? Of course, it doesn't completely, but at least you can see him, right? Because like, I mean, I think a lot. A lot of the Predator movies are focused on the motherfucker being invisible. Well, I mean, part of the law, in in especially in Predator, where they talk about him being like he, he comes is part the bush comes alive, and in this one they talk about the Thunderbird like being invisible is like is part of the myth of of the character as well as just a great weapon to have. Like it 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 adds this sort of fear because he could be anywhere. Although he's very loud when he's invisible. I'd stand by my rationale. His weird <laughs> clicking and growling is really fucking loud and would give him away. But if you can't hit what you can't see. So, yeah, if he was not invisible, he'd be, they'd be much easier to trap him. Yeah, I think the brother had him, to be honest. That was nuts. That was a pretty sad moment in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was actually really well done. And, you know, I mean, the brother did have him, I think. I think the girl had a chance to run. I think the brother could have taken him down. But, um, you know, the Predator pulls the old fucking grease lightning out of his ass and goes, well, I'll go invisible. But the other thing about the Predator is, like I was just wanted to go back to something Tom just said, is what makes him so scary and stuff is that even if those guys had killed him, and the, the movie was within, within rights for the brother and her to, to kill him together at that time, right? What's so cool about it every time is that nearly everyone he meets, he kills. So he's such a myth and legend combined because when you have so few survivors, people are going to say, you're full of shit, you're crazy. Or um, it's just you, you made the whole thing up. But if enough one or two people have made it past this fucker, then that's where these myths and legends come from, which is I reckon is really cool about him because nearly everyone goes like, oh, I saw him too. Then he cut my dick off and shoved it up my ass. You know what I mean? Like he fucked me up. But yeah, I think going back to that scene, hey, I'll tell you one thing though. If, we, if you're the predator and you know you can do that and you're going to die, you're going to do it. Yeah, of course. He doesn't yeah. fight fair. No. Fuck no. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not there. No, he's he's there not there. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of saves and his bacon a little bit, but it's a it's a pussy move. Yeah, and look, in, in most, if the predator doesn't win, then no one wins, right? That's right. Well, he'll blow himself up yeah, if he has to. But look, okay, we're leading up to the. We're pretty much at the grand finale. So Naru witnesses her brother basically sacrifices himself for her to get away, and uh, so she takes off all pissed off, you know. Um, you know, I guess a um, a rage starts plotting to have a final go at the predator, and she has this one last epic showdown. Yeah, 
It's oh. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. I'm thinking I might but, have a clip. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but she's discovered that if you eat those little flowers, they they cool your blood down, which they didn't really understand why you would have to do that, but they did it for an injured warrior early in the yeah. movie. And I think it, it's to reduce well, like fever, like you know, or like just, yeah, maybe it's like a anti-inflammatory or something. It's now we all know I'm not a fucking medical scientist, or a mathematician, or a fucking anything that ever did past year eleven fucking biology. But is it supposed to slow your heart rate down? So that what's make your bloody blood go coma? No, it's no, it's a made up thing. I'm pretty sure. Hundred percent. Oh, cool, oh, of course, it, it's made up. Is that what the effect is? No, it cools your blood. That's why they always cools. Yeah. <laughs> But that's why every character who has it's like I feel like they instantly feel really cold. You're talking really about a six foot fucking lizard walking around out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah I just don't know before how we get work, to the final showdown, we've mentioned a few deaths. A few more have popped to my mind. Can I have you guys' favorite deaths? Because that's what the crux of this podcast is about. I want to say mine. Thinking about it, I think because it's a badass intro to the um, to the predator is the leg chopping off. Spearing old mate Comanche, probably number three to the log. Closely followed, actually, uh, by uh, the. You can't have two. Mate. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, pick That's one, my mate. favorite one. Uh, my mind. Oh, see, I've got two as well. <laughs> well, let's all share one. All right. And then we can go back and litigate some of the other ones. My favorite one is the um, wrist shield, head chop off, tree chop down. Very close for me, too. Yeah. That was a sick it was, death. It was, it was sick. Like, it just the whole movie stopped for just a couple of seconds while he just fucking uh, that eviscerated was a, that guy. That's fantastic. So. Because I watched this movie before you, Ollie. I was actually going, I can't wait to talk about the leg chop <laughs> spear and pale. So it's been taken from me. Um, I'm sorry. Although it's you don't get to see too much. You don't get to see too much of the death. The predator has a net that he can throw at people. And then once it wraps around you, it, it, it clasps and then retracts. So anything that's caught within it. Literally gets it just gets diced up into nothing, <laughs> and there's this poor French bloke that gets um, trapped against a log, and you basically just start seeing him get cut into cubes, um, and then it just turns the the log into uh, like sawdust as well. Yeah, so that's yeah. gnarly. That one's fucking gnarly. Yeah. Um. Actually, where have, where have we seen that before? Is that uh, from Predator Resident Evil? Resident. Yeah, it's a it's a favorite. Oh, Resident Laser we, Grid. We, we saw it in something. We've seen it in something also. That we watched as well. Oh, um, the fish wire from. Uh, and then, uh, uh, it's in Alien vs Predator. He throws it. At oh, a, the same at an weapon. Alien. He yeah. does, yeah. And then yeah. the acidic blood frees it from it, but it does dissect it quite a lot. <laughs> a lot. Cool. <laughs> all right. Second favorite death. I remember all. Um, second favorite death would actually that one's right up there, but um, there is a particular um one with one of the Indian guys just taking the double blade through the head. I can't remember the exact context. I think he was already slightly fucked, but um, he just spears him right through the fucking old dome. He does, um, he does that to a few people, actually. Yeah. That's one right up close to the camera, and it's sort of like a, you know, it's not like prolonged in any way. And I mean, this movie is really cool because you get to see the death. You get to appreciate the death, but it's not like, folks, you may have listened to our sadness podcast, and one of the things that traumatized us about that was like, here's 18 seconds of a guy's fucking head melting off. Like... This is like gore and you're like, that was sick. But then he's on to the next thing. Um, but I don't know, the, the camera's quite panned up. He's fucked this person up and he just sticks the old... I think that's his coolest weapon because it's so hectic. Yeah. But it's just up close and personal. Yeah, my, that was one of mine. My second favorite one is when the, the Naru and the other Comanche are running through the forest, uh, running through the field and he's chasing them down and then he catches the, the other Comanche and just 
fucking obliterates him in the field and there's blood going everywhere and then he's half drenched <laughs> yeah. in blood and then he starts running after Nauru and he's just like half blood monster thing like running through his field. <laughs> so quick. And he's so, so fast and he's like, can you imagine if you that guy was, if that thing was chasing you? That's just a thing of nightmares. But Witty's fun fact before about that being an actual dude, that kind of can probably fucking run that fast <laughs> and he's six foot nine. Probably, yeah. Like pro baller, he'd be fucking quick. Mow me down, no doubt about that. <laughs> Jesus. Witty. Yeah. For, for, for a second, well, God, we're going on six favourite deaths. Um, look, a bit of a, com- a comedic one, uh, and it's definitely been placed there for this. Um, he find, uh, Basically, this French guy, he's one of the last left standing. He's finally got a shot at the Predator. And the Predator's just staring at him, walking forward, and walks literally to the point where he's about less than a foot away, and the French guy draws the pistol and shoots directly into his helmet that then ricochets back through his own head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like, you know, pew, straight yeah, back cool. through. Yeah, there's some great humor. There's one where they all all the French are shooting at him and then they have to stop and reload their weapons and there's just silence while they're, they're all trying to reload. And it's just like, it's just hilarious because they all like look around like, fuck. Um, yeah, shitty ass one-shot rifles, yeah. <laughs> whatever they are. So good. Uh, witty, fun facts. Fun facts. Um, firstly, this uh, movie was inspired by uh, the character that Sonny Landon played in the original, Billy. I saw the throwback. Yep. So basically a, a Native American um, soldier, Billy in number one, uh, decides to confront the Predator one-on-one uh, with nothing but a Bowie knife. Uh, it didn't end well for him, but um, it did inspire the movie. It also... So was, that, was the throwback for that, was that when... Nauru's brother gets cut across yes. the... Yeah. yeah. So there's two couple of throwbacks to Billy. Also, uh, any listeners out there, and feel free to check in with us if this is true or not, there is a deleted scene from the 1987 Predator movie where Billy actually fights the Predator. Uh, never heard this before, never seen it, but it no, came This is a fact. cool fact because I've never heard of this. Well, when Witty got round this afternoon, we'll, we'll, we had a bit of a look for it. We couldn't find it anywhere. Um, to see, but apparently, apparently it's real. Yeah. I, I've tried finding it on online. Hey, yeah. look, I reckon that kind of, that probably is real, but I mean, it's there's no surprise that they cut it because Arnie throws down. You can't have two blokes fight him because Billy almost matched Arnie in that movie with intensity. Anyway, yeah, physicality. Arnie had him, but he was, you know, Billy, you ain't afraid of no man. This ain't no man. You know, he's just a psychopath, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and also, like when the movie starts getting. Like really long, they just start chopping out scenes, and that would have been one they might have been one hundred percent. Yeah, let's get rid of that. Um, so the working title for the movie originally was Skull. I like that. I like that. Are we referring to his very different type of mask, his skull mask? No, or the collection of skulls. Correct. Yeah. Collection of skulls. Okay. He, he, melts, he melts down the fox skull or the yeah. wolf skull and holds it. Oh, I quite like that. That's I like, cool. Like, Prey is also good as well. a cool yeah. name. Yeah, uh, working title, or apparently to keep it under wraps. So people don't, it doesn't spoil it or give away the proper name, I guess. Um, already, already sort of mentioned all stunts uh, by the person playing the playing the predator, uh, Dan Deliagro. Um, he had to go through those, you know, intense training regimes to strengthen up and obviously don the suit. I think, I think I read somewhere that the head, the, the helm, the, the headgear alone, because obviously he's not seven foot it's you know he's six six nine huge but not quite it's like um i think it was like 15 it could have been pounds 
of all kilos uh, of, of 15 kilos of headgear. Okay. <laughs> that ain't sounding right. Um, it's like that hat Homer has to wear to spy on a poo lake. Make sure you take it off within 15 minutes. We've come up with a camera so tiny it fits into this oversized novelty hat. Now, go get us some incriminating footage. And remember, you have to get in and out in 10 minutes or you'll suffer permanent neck damage. He's not kidding. He ain't kidding. Like the guy's like <laughs> necks bent. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I guess a um uh, a, a light-hearted one. Um, the dog uh, in the movie, I think it's called Sari, um, gets heaps of screen time. That dog was um, adopted from a rescue home. It's a uh, American, a Native American dingo or a Carolina dog uh, that was trained yeah, cool. purely for the role. So that's really nice. That's cool. And what's its name? In uh, real life? Yeah. Coco. That's quite cool. He's a cool little side character. I actually think one of the more comical parts, apart from the ones the boys have already named, is um, there's one part where she looks over and Coco or Sari is just holding her her hatchet. But this looks like he's a dog from the park that's fucking picked (laughs) up a stick. And he's just like, like looking around. But it's quite funny. Um, You got a budget for us, Woody? Can we have a guess, actually? Sure, you can. So this was a a good one. So was this movie a Hulu movie that was that was shown on Disney or a Disney movie? I've seen Hulu and Disney sort of used interchangeably for it. But anyway, um, it obviously has no box office because it's a streaming movie. So it never went to the cinema? No. Right, yeah. I don't think so anyway. Um, well, you fire away, mate. I reckon it would have been pretty expensive. Well, everything, there was a lot of CGI, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I reckon it was probably about oh, 60 million to make. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're probably right because I don't know fuck all about budgets. Um, I guess sixty million. It's a lot of CGI, and they they fucking they put a lot into it. Yeah, I, I'll say um, sixty three is a bit cheap. I'll say forty. Forty. Drop Six, it down a bit. Sixty five. Oh, yeah, and it's a Hulu fuck original me. movie. Hulu original. So that's cool. So maybe that's where we don't get Hulu over here. Do no, we? I don't. Well, I don't think so, but maybe that's where the extra scene is. But oh, I've 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 found the extra scene. Oh, All right. Dope. Just a very Dude. quick question before we go into that extra scene: If they've used sixty-five million for a streaming. a streaming platform movie, how exactly do they recoup their money? Considering there's so much available to each, like to each consumer. Well, this is the great platform. This is the great problem that they all face now. Is that obviously Disney? So Hulu made it for their streaming service, and Disney's got license here in Australia. That's a guess. I guess that's what the case. But basically, if you come up with enough quality original content, more people will sign up to your streaming service. It's what Netflix does with all of its shows as well. That's pretty cool. Because I mean, this movie could easily have gone to the box office. Yeah, yeah, sweet. I I mean, it's a simple answer. I just wanted to know. I wonder if it comes down to we give you X amount of, uh, of money from the plays. It's a good one. Uh, something I'm really a monetary at. incentive per something. Although, if it's got a major backer behind it, I mean, some of the... I'm not sure who produced the movie, what actual company put the movie together, but every time they choose to put one straight on a, a platform which gives them a chunk of coin, so long as they're kicking ass at the box office, they have spent money. So, mate, it's just another way of promoting their own brand. Interesting, though. It's always interesting. A huge budget, but you never know the gross. Yeah, right. An interesting one. Yeah, really interesting. See how many more streamers they got and stuff. But I mean, it's a, re- it's a really good movie. It's beautifully made. It's beautifully shot. Scenery is fantastic. CGI is great. I wonder, yeah. do they sell it to like an Apple TV though where you do rent or buy it as well? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that you can rent it through Amazon and Apple. Um, because I know a lot of them do well from anyway. there because they still get the money. Yeah. It's just not at the movies. 
Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Side note there. Yeah. So no that that final scene, Woody, which we couldn't see on on Disney here in Australia, we didn't see it on the uh, after the credits, but apparently ah. it's real. No, it's because it's not a it's not a cut scene. It's um it's illustrated on the. You know, we see like the animated uh, yeah, paintings, yeah, yeah, yeah. and basically what it is, I can show you if you want. It's it's a couple of seconds. Is uh, at the end, um, there's a, a animated picture of uh, Naru, their tribe standing around, like the very last scene, standing around with the uh, predator's head on the ground, and then they sort of turn and look to the sky, and there's ships coming down from above. Mm. So, and look, um, a, cu- a couple of nice to knows is that there, oh, I guess there is rumor of a sequel or the director said that he would like to, um, you know, put his hand up for another sequel. Uh, that, that sounds great. I think it did a really good job in this one. Uh, this is the highest rated uh, Predator movie in the franchise uh, as of Blasphemy. <laughs> I, I was amazed when I heard that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's seven. I'm very biased, people. Uh, 7.2. Uh, so that's pretty good. This that's is an good. R-rated film, so look, you probably can watch the initial parts where it's nice and nature, but then put the kids to bed. Don't let them watch the last two thirds of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's nothing's going to sky. Like this is back to good old action-packed fun. The Predator, if you if you know the franchise, it will not let you down. It's um, plenty of kills, plenty of gore, and a good twist on it. Um, as we said. Kids under 12, maybe under 15, put them to bed. I think it's appropriate for anyone above that who, who likes action movies. There's far worse out there in terms of um, gore. This is tastefully done. It's a cool movie. Yeah. And it's directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who also uh, directed an episode of The Boys, one of our favorite shows, Woody, um, Black Mirror, and he directed the movie 10 Cloverfield Lane. So anything else, lads? Best line in the movie? If it bleeds, we can kill it. You exactly. got damn right. There's also um, uh, right at the end, last last thing I'll say, when um, she's got. We didn't explain to everyone how how she actually gets a predator. No, I think I think it's. I think you've. We'll leave something for people to watch. You've got to, you've got to watch it. Yeah. It falls in mud. <laughs> very creative, but yeah. as she is uh, basically stir, like coaxing the predator forward, saying. Come on, come on, come on, do it, do it, which is what Arnie was doing in the Absolutely. first movie. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm here, sorry. kill me, I'm here. I, I'm here, do it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so cool. That, that's sweet throwbacks. It's kind of weird. It's funny to think there's a throwback when this movie is actually set 300 years I know. before. It's like throw, a throw forward. forward. Dumb well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, that's it, lads. And for everyone out there, thanks again for joining us on the Wild Horseman Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Wild Horseman Podcast. And we're all on Instagram. I'm at Tom Wildy. Ollie is at Wildy Ollie. And Witty is at Witty151. And if you like what we're doing here, hit the subscribe button, tell family and friends, and leave a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because it really does help us get the show out there. Uh, if you do leave a review or an email suggestion, we'll send you a prize. They're on their way, so get involved. And you can hit us up on twowildhorsemen at gmail.com or on our socials and we'll stick any movie suggestions on the list. And until next time, we are the Horsemen.